I chose William Peace because of the personalized education it offers, which allows students to truly know their professors. It's really possible to make genuine connections with your professors and learn intentionally here and dive deep into what you're passionate about. A 12 to 1 student to faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu. Welcome to the WREL Daily Download. I'm Amanda Lamb. In today's deep dive conversation with WREL's hidden history reporter, Heather Leah, we're going to talk about holiday history in North Carolina. Welcome to the show, Heather. Hey, thanks. And (laughs) there's just there's so much to cover in, in a topic like this, you know, because so many traditions, they actually go all the way back to the 1930s. So tell me from your research, what was Christmas like back then, especially in downtown Raleigh, which was a kind of a hub for for shopping? Yeah. And so to preface this, a lot of these memories are specific to um, I have done research and looked at archival images of what downtown Raleigh looked like back then compared to today. Uh, but a lot of these memories are specific to, to my family and, and growing up here. You know, my grandmother lived in Raleigh for 92 years. Um, and then my mother, of course, lived in Raleigh her whole life. And, and I've lived here my whole life, too. Um, but the 1930s, uh, it's so interesting. If, if you go to the state archives, you can see these beautiful photos of Fayetteville Street. Now, obviously, Fayetteville Street has changed several times throughout Raleigh history. It's always been like a hub for culture and shopping. But for a while, it was a mall, and then it went back to being a street again. So in the 1930s, you can see these beautiful photos uh, of Taylor's, which was a store, and the windows were just glowing, and they had these beautiful, fanciful 1930s and 40s style holiday displays. Um, The pictures are are just beautiful. Um, And of course, a lot of people would flood to Fayetteville Street, and there was a lot happening there. Uh, In later years, you might go down there and see the peanut man and feed the pigeons. Um, You might go down there. And, and watch Christmas Carol at Raleigh Memorial Auditorium. So Fayetteville Street has kind of been central to a lot of Christmas memories. And yeah, place. and I mean, the shopping, the, there were department stores there, and there were a lot of people that that's probably the main area they did their shopping it in. It was. And if you, again, you look at photos, people would dress up to go Christmas shopping. It's, it's not like today, you know, I'm sure some people dress up today, but I know I don't. Um, Christmas shopping a lot of times now is done from my couch, but but back then people would dress up and they would wear these dapper outfits and walk through Fayetteville Street. And a lot of the windows, that was their only form of advertising. It's not like we had television to pull people in or the internet to pull people in. So that window had to be the ad. Um, and so you can imagine that Fayetteville Street was just absolutely decked out to the nines trying right. to draw and, people and in. buzzing with activity, it sounds like. And a lot of teenagers had their first jobs there, too. You know, they'd work at Eckerd's, they'd work at Taylor's, they'd work at McClellan's. Um, so it was just kind of a, a, a hub for Raleigh. Yeah, well, I will, I'll date myself a little bit, but we used to go to, there was a soda counter um, back in the day at Woolworths. Yes, and my friend and I would have $5 total, and that would buy us lunch, uh, which was usually a grilled cheese, fries, and a Dr. Pepper. And then it would buy us uh, maybe a lip gloss if we were lucky. So that was a little town called Wayne, Pennsylvania. Um, probably not that unlike Fayetteville Street. Probably similar, yeah. Um, so 
you you mentioned the Christmas Carol. So there were some new traditions that started later in the in the twentieth century. Um, tell me about a few of those. The Christmas Carol. Uh, I know there was a secret shop at Crabtree Valley Mall. Yes. So again, some of these um, I don't remember personally, and some I do. Uh, the secret shop was at Crabtree Valley Mall, and especially very popular in the nineteen seventies probably through the 1980s. My mom and dad talk about it a lot. Um, and if you and if you go online to um, groups where people like to remember Raleigh, that will come up a lot too. And it was a little shop at Crabtree where teenagers who didn't have like the most pocket money could go there and still shop and buy a Christmas present for their family that wouldn't be like breaking their bank. Um, and it was very magical. And I, I believe that people actually worked there and like dressed as elves. And it was a fun place to work, too. You know, people who work there as teenagers would shop there as teenagers. Uh, so that's a very beloved Christmas memory. Oh, another one at uh, the, the Cary Malls, at South Hills Mall in Cary. Um, they had reindeer. You know what? <laughs> I remember that, actually. I don't know how long ago that was. I've been here, you know, almost 30 years. So it was sometime in that time period. I remember going there and seeing the reindeer. People remember and love the reindeer. Um, And then um, I know I liked going to Tallheimer's when I was a kid in the 80s and seeing Snow Bear. Uh, He was this bear that would wear this big outfit and he'd walk around and he'd give out stickers. That's right. I'm remembering things as I talk. These red stickers with a little white Snow Bear head on them. And I I loved him. I had to see. And sometimes when we were shopping, I would go find him four or five, six times. <laughs> so you would get a lot of Snow Bear stickers. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure Snow Bear's like, oh, it's, it's this kid again. <laughs> so we'll be back after the break with more from Heather Leah about why holiday traditions hold such an important place in our history and our hearts. Is getting your CPAP supplies a real pain? It doesn't have to be that way. Hi, I'm Brandon Giggling, president of Parkway Sleep Health Centers, and we are North Carolina's number one source for CPAP machines and supplies. Our streamlined process makes getting your CPAP as easy as one, two, three, and we ship anywhere in the state. If you're in need of a CPAP machine, supplies, a knowledgeable doctor, or a sleep study, Parkway has you covered. For information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep, sound health. Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice. Welcome back to the WREL Daily Download. I'm talking with Heather Leah about holiday traditions. Now, one we did not cover is where people get their trees. There was a famous place, I I don't know, maybe it still exists, where people buy their Christmas trees. Yes. So obviously there were several places where people would buy their trees, but one that I think is especially memorable is Booger Mountain um, because Booger Mountain, and I believe it does still exist, um, but it's just been around a long time. And they specifically, they were the tree lot near my house, but they had these red coats that said, I'm a booger on the back. (laughs) 
And so we, I mean, it's a very inside joke. Yes, you had to you had to know what they were talking about. And so still, like at Christmas, Mom and I will just be like, "I'm a booger," and I always wanted one of those coats, but you you couldn't buy. We had to work there. But but I do know that prior to to Booger Mountain, um, people did used to buy their trees at Devereux Meadow, uh, which was a baseball stadium that was built in the 1930s, and it was open through the 60s or 70s. Um, and it, it was a very popular minor league baseball stadium. Uh, it's not there anymore. Uh, there's remnants of it if you know where to look. But but the stadium is gone. But I do know that they had Christmas trees. And a lot of people would go into downtown to shop right in Fayetteville Street. And then on their way out of downtown, they'd stop at Devereux Meadow and pick out their tree. And, so, of course, we have a lot of farmers in North Carolina in, in the western part of the state that, that grow trees and sell them. So you can always get um, a tree in North Carolina. That's never a problem Yeah, <laughs> to get yeah. a Christmas tree. Um, I, I know you love history, and so do I. And there's something about holiday traditions. And, and I think it really doesn't matter what holiday you're celebrating, whether you are celebrating um, you know, the Jewish tradition of Hanukkah, whether you're celebrating Kwanzaa, Christmas. It, it just brings you back to a moment in time. And you've talked about it several times uh, you know, in childhood, um, it, it sparks such an emotional chord. Why do you think that is? Well, I think part of it is it's the time of year where if 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 no other time of year, you will hopefully be around your family that time of year. And especially in childhood when you get to be around your grandparents and your parents and sometimes your great-grandparents and you hear their stories of Christmases long ago and the traditions that they did, just really, I think, ties you into your, your family and, and your ancestors. And there's a sense of magic from that that hopefully stays alive through adulthood. And one way to do that is by continuing these traditions, you know, going to go see a Christmas carol, uh, which is a very popular Raleigh tradition, or, or just going and walking down Fayetteville Street and remembering how things used to be. You know, have you mentioned a few of the traditions um, from your family and and that have been passed down in your family? What what are some of your favorites that you still that you guys still continue? Well, one that I I think a lot of people do is Northridge. Uh, Northridge neighborhood uh, had beautiful lights when I was growing up, and so rather than going to find like the big house because the, the cross family lights which were very popular in the 1960s uh were not around anymore and i don't believe that happy land another big tradition of lights had started yet so in the 80s and 90s northridge was quite a place to drive around and see the lights because it's a very nice neighborhood it's upscale they did the luminaries and on christmas eve my mom and i would always and we still do go drive see the luminaries and there was one house, and I'm sure they have no idea that they made this impact on my childhood, but they had a Santa Claus that they had in their front yard laying in a hammock, and he was there all December, but on Christmas Eve, the Santa Claus was not in the hammock anymore. He was gone because he's delivering presents to the children, and that just we'd always go see if he had left. It's so, right. It's so <laughs> subtle, right? But it made such an impression on you. And it kind of goes back to what we've been talking about, which is these these tiny things that have a big lasting impact on our lives. Yeah. It's, it's these people that are doing these little things that are personal to them, and they don't realize the, the ripple effect, you know, and we, and the, the 
the tiny Christmas tree that's over the belt line, um, the, the cross family lights that moved on to Happy Land. Um, a lot of these little tiny things that a family was doing for them as a personal tradition, I don't know, during the holidays, it it kind of has this ripple effect and, and you don't really never know the magic you're creating for other people. Right. And they, they don't know, like you said, as a little girl having that memory, they don't know what an impression they made and that you grow up and, and still remember that. I do. I I really wish I could find that family and tell them, <laughs> be like, do you know that little thing that you did made my Christmas every year? But I believe Northridge was a, a pretty common place that people would drive through and, and look at the lights in that time period. And we still look today. Gotcha. And I'm sure you'll continue to look. Thanks, Heather, for sharing some Christmas magic with us. And thank you for listening today. We wish you all happy holidays. The WREL Daily Download is taking a break next week, and we'll be back with new episodes in the new year. As a reminder, you can also listen to entire WREL newscasts in podcast form. Find WREL newscasts in your podcast app. The feed is updated with new newscasts multiple times per day. So the reason I chose William Peace was because of their stellar game design program. It's very rare to find a game design program in the United States at all, let alone North Carolina. And this place seemed like the right place for me for where I wanted to go and the connections I could make uh, within the program. Turn your hobby into a career in one of the highest paid professions in the country with William Peace University's Simulation and Game Design Program. Master design, 3D modeling, and programming in a state-of-the-art space with the latest and most remarkable technologies available. Find out more at peace.edu.